welcome back to Here's the Deal. I am your host, Kylie Larson, and today I am talking with Sarah Wiles, who is an online business mentor for done-for-you service providers. She has several businesses, but the one that I think is super cool is that she trains virtual assistants so that they can help other people run their businesses. So any entrepreneurs out there who are looking for a virtual assistant, she can also match make you match make you with someone who can fit your needs. The reason I wanted to talk to Sarah is because a while back she made an Instagram post about finding balance as an entrepreneur, but I think finding balance is something we are all striving for. So we talked about like how silly the idea of balance is and what you can think of instead. This also led us down into a deep dive conversation about the expectations that we put on ourselves. And we also shared some of our favorite business and personal development books. So please enjoy this podcast. Reach out to myself or Sarah on Instagram. Her profile is Sarah. S-A-R-A underscore Wiles, or you can visit her website at sarahwiles.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. So we are back um, at Here's the Deal with my friend, my new friend, Sarah Wiles. And Sarah has her own company, but she did not always have her own company. She's not always been an entrepreneur. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about today. One of the things we're going to talk about. So Sarah, can you tell us what it is that you do now? And also welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> um, yeah. So now this is like iteration four, five, six, seven, eight of business. Yep. Um, but I train virtual assistants, brand new baby virtual assistants. And then I am also a business coach for, uh, lots of people who have online businesses as well. Oh, that's fantastic. So how long have you been doing this, this iteration of what you're doing? Yeah. So I started my virtual assisting business online in 2017. And then that kind of made the morphs and changes that, that we do in online business. And then I started mentoring and coaching in, gosh, I think it was late 2018. Yeah. No, that's a lie. Beginning of 2018. Okay. What is time? (laughs) What is time but an illusion? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So with your mentoring and coaching, who are you mentoring and coaching? What kind of people are they? Yeah. So it's mostly people in that, what we would call it is the done for you space, right? So virtual assistants are providing you with a service and they're doing it for you Mm -hmm. versus, right. A coach is doing more consulting type of services. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's most of those folks, but then I do have a couple of, um, you know, folks that mentor in my space and and outside, but it's mostly people that are, they would call themselves virtual assistants, online business managers, social media managers, et cetera. Oh, very cool. But So this is not where you started. You started in corporate America and I want to walk people through that timeline. So you were working in corporate America doing corporate event planning. Yep. Yep. I spent eight years doing uh, lots of high-end corporate events and VIP events and even a couple of celebrity events. Um, 
just traveling the U.S., working my tush off. And I didn't know any different. It was my first job out of college. Mm -hmm. I started making $29,000 a year and, you know, working, working wild hours. And yeah, I just climbed the ladder as quickly as I could and did as much as I could and honestly self-sacrificed as much as I could to create that success. Mm -hmm. And I did it for eight years. Eight years of that. And you switched. Why? <laughs> so then I had a baby and I don't know about your experience. Actually, I think I would bet that our experiences are somewhat similar, but that rocked my world. I had this idea of what having a child was and it was easy. It was like, you just have them and they like easily assimilate into your life and nothing really changes. And, and then I had the baby and I was like, this thing isn't sleeping by the way. Why is it not sleeping? And it's always cry. Oh my gosh. And so you know, just mentally that transition was really rough. And then, um, you know, I, I took maternity leave. My company actually didn't offer maternity leave. I had to save up, uh, vacation days to take time off. And then I had to take a couple weeks off unpaid, which is insanity. Um, and then by the time I was coming back, you know, I think it was three or four months in, they were wanting me to travel full time and I, well, not full time, but like I was before, mm -hmm. And I had, you know, a tiny baby at home and it just didn't feel like something that I wanted to do anymore. So yeah. as things happened, divine timing, somebody reached out with a, you know, a pay cut and a title cut, but um, the ability to work online and not have to travel, work virtually and not have to travel. And so I jumped right in. It was a startup company. And I said, sure, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I have this baby and it's not sleeping and sure, we'll start a new job. Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> So I did that for just under a year and my thought process was this will be better, Ugh. right? They will be, and, and I think really what it came down to was I didn't feel supported as a holistic human being yeah. in the first role that I had for eight years. And I was like, well, these, it's a startup. They're young and they're hip and they're fun. And like, surely I will be supported at, in that way, right? They will allow for me to be a mother and take time off and do all of those things. And they certainly weren't the worst, but it felt the same. It felt yeah. like I was stuck. I always felt like there was tension somewhere. I either wasn't online and doing enough work. I was always the, you know, behind the eight ball there, or I was a shitty mom and I wasn't showing up enough and the kid was crying and he wasn't sleep. Oh my God, the sleep. Yeah. And it just, it felt the same. I had really high hopes, but it felt the same. And that's kind of like when the light bulb went off and I went, okay, wait. So I've tried this twice now mm -hmm. and it's still not working. These other people aren't supporting me in the way that I want to. Okay, I'm the common denominator here. So like, I have to kind of change something. I mean, so I love that you said that because one of the big things I like to talk about with clients, especially is ownership. I mean, you said you were the common denominator. You were not playing victim or anything, you're like, okay, it may, maybe it's me, maybe it wasn't, but I'm going to do something about it. Exactly. I have to make a change here and nobody else is going to make that change for me. I think that's what I finally figured out was like, no other job is going to mold to me, this ideal that I have, I'm not going to find it. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to have to create it myself. And is that when you started your own businesses then? Yeah. And it's really funny because when I worked in corporate event planning, I had a family friend offer twice to bankroll me in a, in a business. They were like, you do such a great job with events. You should start an event planning business. Like we'll give you seed money to start. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, no chance in hell. That sounds terrible. I don't want to run my own business. I don't want to handle payroll and legal crap and taxes and all of that. Like literally I was an absolute 100% no to it until I was desperate. And then I was a yes. <laughs> People are always like, did you always want to be an entrepreneur? And I'm like, nope, I was just desperate. And that is how we got here. Backs against the wall. Always. So what did you start doing then? So then I, okay. So at this point, On the side, I think I always had this idea that I wanted out of what I was in. Mm -hmm. And so in 2013, I got my uh, yoga teacher training certification. And I thought, God, maybe I'll become a yoga teacher. And listen, I know the pay shit, but you do really great work and it's so fun. And I love yoga so much. Right. And then I did that certification and I taught for six months and I was like, no, no chance. I want to do this. I started a health coaching business because I've always loved health and fitness. And I thought that would work. You know, that did not work. I was in an MLM for a minute. Like I I tried all of these things Mm -hmm. in the past. And at the time they felt like a bunch of failures. I remember it was like every time I would have to tell my family or my husband that I was doing a new thing and trying a new thing. In the back of my brain, I was like, ah, but like, who am I to even do this? I've failed at so many other things before. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, by the time I started my virtual assisting business, I had learned so much in those other three business attempts that it was actually a lot easier for me to get started because, you know, what you do with virtual assisting is is totally different and it's different for every client, you know, that you have. But I knew how to do some stuff on social media. I knew how to build a list because I did that with my MLM. I knew how to use MailChimp. I knew how to use Canva. Mm -hmm. So I used all those skills. And what I thought to myself also was, you know, I have helped plan 5,000 person trade shows in Las Vegas. Surely I can help somebody in their business online. Like this can't be that hard. Yeah. So that's what I did. I just literally took any client I could for any dollar amount that I could because I was so desperate to get out of my job. So were you acting as the VA for those people at that point in time? Yep. Yep. Anyone, like literally anyone. Yeah, literally anyone. Anybody. Wow. So for anyone who's not listening, I mean, you and I know what VAs are, but can you explain for someone who may not know? Yeah. So VA stands for virtual assistant. And these are folks that support people either in the online space or for brick and mortar type of businesses. It's, it's, it was already a very large industry before, but it's really blown up with the pandemic because so many people who have brick and mortar businesses have had to, you know, create more of an online presence and, you know, or just didn't feel safe having people in an office and wanted people working remotely. And so there are folks that support you in the back end with administrative type tasks. So that could be anything from helping you with social media or email marketing or emails or customer support or scheduling or, you know, any of those things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really helpful because, you know, as, which I still struggle saying, I don't know why as a business owner, Mm. you you can only do so many things. And while I might enjoy doing things in Canva, that's not always the best use of my time. Um, So I think it's important for any entrepreneur business owner out there listening, like the safe things, the things that are easy for you are not always the things that you should be doing. And that's where the virtual assistant would come in, at least one of the areas. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How many, so you, how many people are you working with right now? Like how many virtual assistants are you mentoring? Or? Yeah. So there, I work with people in three different uh, containers. So I have a course, um, 
more of a group program type of course that runs three times a year. And then I run brand new baby VAs through that program. So folks that want to start VA businesses, that's really where we create the foundation for being able to run a successful, profitable, balanced business. Um, so there's that, that I have a monthly membership for people who already have those businesses up and running and they want to upskill themselves and get support from a coach um, that is in the membership. And then I also work with clients one-to-one. So total, it's a couple hundred people a year. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's awesome. So people are making their own, they're doing kind of what, like what you did. They're making their own businesses out of this. This is so fantastic because, you know, we see people get stuck and they don't know that there's another way, but there clearly is another way. Yeah. Yeah. Always, 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 always. Truth. Yeah. You know what? It's funny too. It's like, you know, I exist in my industry, you exist in your industry. And sometimes we can forget that the basics most people don't know about, right? Like you and I can talk macros and lifting and all that stuff all day long, but then people come to you and they're like, so like, what is a macro? And like, what do I do? You know, when you posted this the other day, I thought it was so funny when you're like at the end of your day, you have no carbs left, no fat left, and you only need protein. And I was like, like, yes. Yes. And so it's like, those are the things that we forget because we're so entrenched in the industry, but so many other people are like, we don't know. And we have to dumb it down. Yes. And I have to remember that every single time I sit down to like, you know, create content, I'm like, what do people need to know? Nothing new needs to be said. No. I'm writing that down. Nothing really needs to be said. Like we just need to keep saying it because people don't get it. Yeah. It's confusing on or, both ends. Yeah. Or they haven't heard it at when the time is right. I always say it's like cueing in yoga, right? You can like hear one instructor cue something for 50 classes. And then you go to another class and somebody cues the same outcome, but they cue it differently and it clicks in your brain. Right. Yeah. So it's like the same thing with content. You can say the same thing over and over and over again, but you like put your little spin on it one time and then somebody goes, boop, there's the light bulb. There it is. I love it. And that's why you can't be afraid also to keep saying the same thing. I learned that from uh, my friend who's copywriting coach too. It's like, oh, it's so, cool. so important. Just keep saying it because they will hear it. Yep. And so they have you, to hear it multiple times. Exactly. I do. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I don't know how many touches they say a sale takes, but it takes a lot of touches. I mean, I talk to people. I have talked to people, Sarah, for three years mm-hmm. before they sign up for my program. I don't mind it. Yeah. That's how long it's taken some people. And I think it's the same on both ends, right? Like whether you are embarking on a, a weight loss journey or, you know, working to change your physical body or starting a business, like there it's, it's not just the physicality of it. It's the emotional and mental piece. And so for some people, it takes them three years to get to the point where they feel ready or, cause I think, you know, f- feeling ready is such a fallacy for most people, right? They just get to the point where they're ready to jump. Yep. And it takes time. It takes time. And that's yep. okay. Yeah, it's okay. Cause we're going to be here. Like right. when we're ready. We're going to be here. So I have to tell you guys, the reason I wanted to chat with Sarah mostly today, besides getting her backstory, because I think it's so great. I think more, especially women need to understand, like you don't have to stay stuck where you are, is she made this post about balancing, you you know, balance is such a silly word, I think, um, but integrating motherhood and life and running multiple businesses. And it really resonated with me because it's something I struggle with. So what are your... How do you do it? What have you struggled with? What's your advice for people? Yeah. (laughs) I think something that's interesting is 
we're a society that thinks in terms of extremes, right? So we're like such all or nothing black and white thinkers. So we're like, we either have balance or we don't. (laughs) That's how we think about it, right? We're either like killing it or we're completely failing. And what I've found is that how I define balance changes day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year. Yeah. And how I am doing on that scale of balance changes every day too, right? So there are some days like today, this Friday was beautiful. I woke up, I took an hour and a half tennis lesson. I'm like living my best life today, right? I came home, I did some work. I went to the gym, I came back. I'm like with you, right? And my grandparents are coming over tonight. I'm ordering in dinner. We're gonna watch a movie with my son. Like I feel the most balanced today. And there are other days when I'm like, oh my God, I feel like all I did was like work or and parent. And that's it. That's all that I feel like I did today, right? And so I think it's such a moving target for most people. And I think if we can look at it in terms of, you know, perfection really isn't the goal, but more so how are you existing now and how is that not working for you? And how can we make just one change towards Mm -hmm. balance instead of thinking everything has to change? Oh my God, I love it. And again, the parallels. This is exactly what I tell clients, you know, Mm. it's so funny. You know, if we can grasp this concept, it applies to everything. Everything. That is so great. I think, did you say something about get a hobby? Yeah. (laughs) I did. (laughs) Let me tell you something. So last night, my friend Carrie, Carrie's been on the podcast. She's one of my most woo friends, meaning woo. I love a woo friend. So she invited me to this ecstatic dance experience. (gasps) What it is, Sarah, there's no talking. And that's what got me there. Um, There is no talking. (laughs) You talk for a living. I love that. I mean, talk about the weather. No small talk. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to dance. So um, it's a DJ. It's a freaking awesome DJ. Like DJs that get come to Red Rocks and play for $80 a ticket. You can pay 20 bucks and uh, dance their music. But all you do is just move your, and it's a substance-free dance. So it's not like people are, you know, yep. nobody smoked weed. They're not tripping on shrooms or anything. Yeah. And for me, the first time I went, I was like, Kylie. <gasps> no judgment you can't judge them they can't judge you like you need to let go and that's why I needed to move my body I needed to get out of my head and so the second time I went yesterday it was so awesome but I was able to be present you can't be on your phone there you're trying to think of new dance moves so (laughs) I'm like okay and for two hours I wasn't thinking about work at all that's what I need yes and so getting a hobby, I think is awesome. Like you playing tennis, you can't think about work no. playing tennis. When there's a ball flying at your face and you have to react so quickly, I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> um, and I love hobbies too, where, and I say this all the time about cross, well, my gym used to be a CrossFit gym. They've like disaffiliated, but it's like still same, same, same yeah. workout. Um, I say this all the time about CrossFit. I'm like, listen, I'm trying to be the best all day long at work. And all day long with my child. Like those are the two things that I am trying to be the best at. I need hobbies and places to have fun where I am not going to be the best. So I go into that gym, y'all, like I think I'm fit. People around me think I'm fit. I go into that gym and I am not shit. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I am nothing, right? Like I, I'm never at the top of the leaderboard. Like none of that. And it's, it's one, it's so humbling. Um, and two, it's so beautiful because it allows me to get out of my body and not try so damn hard. Just literally yeah. enjoy the process of working towards something without trying so hard to be the best. 
Um, yes. Years ago, <laughs> I listened to a podcast about something very similar and it is so great not being good at something because it takes so much pressure off. <laughs> and in, it's also yeah. like that beginner's mind. And it helps me think again, I'm always making parallels to exercise because it's what I love to do. And I think it's helpful. Yeah. Um, but like, it helps get me into that beginner's mind mentality, which helps me connect more to my clients, right? Because again, we're existing in business at this higher level, right? You're existing with your health and fitness journey at this higher level. And it's like that, oh, but like, here's how it feels when you're not so great at something, right? Like here's much support, how much support you need and how kind you need to be to yourself in that process. Yeah. And I will say it's really, really hard. And that's one of the reasons I have other coaches that can help because, um, it's been so long since I've been there. I forget. Yeah. And so that's, it's not always easy to coach to my best ability and to what someone needs when I'm so far removed. Mm -hmm. So I totally, totally get that. There's, um, there's this really cool book. I'm going to give you the synopsis real quick. If you want to read it, you can read it, but I think it's really helpful. And I think about this in business and fitness and all of the, all of the places. Um, but it's called tiny habits by a Stanford behavioral scientist called BJ Fogg. I've read it. I love yeah. it. Don't you love tiny habits? I referenced love it. Tiny habits. Yes. But like basically what he talks about is like, you just have to lower the bar and not set, have such high expectations sure. for yourself, but also to your point, like make one small change. Right. And if you can create a habit out of one small thing, then you can layer on top of that. So whether you're yeah. talking about food or showing up on social media for your business, it's the same thing. It is. And if anyone's listening and you've read atomic habits, I, mm. of course I love both books, but I liked tiny habits because I found it had more application. Like there was more tangible things that you could actually do versus I think atomic habits was more like the theory of 1% better. Whereas BJ's book was absolutely just do like, this is how you do this. Yeah. It's more, I feel like BJ's is uh, more accessible. Yeah. I would agree with that hundred percent. Oh man. Is there another book I need to read? Cause I just finished how to do the work. Um, and I'm looking for another book. (laughs) What else you got for me? I'm like, I'm always filled with book. I will make you a book list. I will walk over to my bookshelf and I will make you a book list after this. this Always reading before I hit record. She was like, have you read this book? And it was burnout by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. And I was like, "Uh, yes, I read that book. I recommend it to every single woman on the face of the earth. Why did you like it so much? I think in some ways it is um, validating. Yeah. Right? Cause like, I think like the action steps are great. How to complete the stress cycle. Super helpful. It's again, helpful for me in process. I'm like, I don't know why I'm pulling it out. You guys can't see me, but I like pull out the book and hold it in my hand, like a baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it so much. You know, those things are, are helpful, but again, you know, <clears throat> I've gotten so much better on my own mindset journey and processing through my own feelings and emotions in the last four years that I can like, you know, feel like less of a beginner and like, like glaze over that stuff sometimes, but like the why women are like this. And I'm generalizing women here because of course not all women are the same. Um, but in general, like why women are like this and the factors, like why kind of the world is stacked against us and why we act in all of these ways and why we're so crappy at having fun and having hobbies and giving ourselves a damn break. Like that part was so eye-opening and fascinating to me. And yeah, I loved that part. How about you? you Yeah, I loved it too, because it's, it was like no surprise, extremely validating no surprise we're tired no surprise we can't lose weight. No surprise we don't have time to work out it's because we have 
all of this stuff that's piled on us. Like you said, everything is stacked. I mean, it's kind of stacked against us. (laughs) Especially though, when women are also doing that to ourselves. <laughs> They're setting the bar so high. And that is also where the ownership comes in. You gotta like, could, if, do you have to be a superhero to do your life? No. If you do, that's not, that's not attainable. No. <laughs> so what like, I will say what a lot of my folks struggle with, and I bet that your folks struggle with the same thing is asking for and accepting help. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Because I'm sure you're like, here's the workout plan and these are the foods and these are all the things. And they're like, great, now I have to do more. And you're like, okay, but time out because you probably can't create more time in your life. If yeah. you can, let me know. Um, so then there are all the ways where we can ask for help and take things off our plates and get our you know, partners or whoever else is your support person in your life, mm-hmm. you know, so that you can meal prep or, you know, get pre-made meals. I'm like doing yes. pre-made meals right now, which is so nice. Yeah. Um, but like as women, we're just like, oh, I'll do more. <laughs> I'll just do more. It'll be fine. And then we're like, oh, and like, this is why I'm stressed out all the time. And I don't have time for anything I enjoy. <laughs> yeah. If, if you are listening to this and you feel like you're on the verge of a breakdown at all points in time, you must read that book. Burnout <laughs> by Emily and Amelia Nagoski. The so reason good. I read it is because Brene Brown did a podcast with the two of them. And it was like, so good. So good. And I'll be honest, I will toot my own horn here because we don't do this enough. Like I I don't pile on. I'm very aware of my limits, Mm -hmm. um, but I see it happening all the time. Like, girl. Do Do you feel like you're better at it now? Or do you think innately you've always been good at knowing your limits? Innately. I'm a very selfish person. I'm very selfish with my time. And like, I just, yeah. I just know, you know what I mean? If I don't have time to do the things I want to do, I am no fun to be around. Yep. I mean, that doesn't mean I don't overextend in other areas, right? But um, yeah, I'm just selfish. I'm an only child. It's just how I am. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. I mean, you can use selfish and you can also reclaim that word, but I would say you're very boundaried. (laughs) I am boundaried (laughs) in most areas. Yeah. But it, I'm like, why did you guys, like, I'll see. So you guys decided to get a cat while you're remodeling your house, while you're trying to lose 10 pounds. Like, what about this makes sense? Like, <laughs> it's just one example yeah. off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah, just a random one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking to you, Nancy. Who, you know? <laughs> so if, so if, if a woman is listening right now or whoever, and She's like, oh, this VA, this virtual assistant stuff. This sounds really great. What, how do they start? Do they sign up for your group coaching program? What's the go? Yeah. So, I mean, first step, like, just go follow me on Instagram. Cause there's yeah. tons of free content there. And like, you don't, I mean, you don't actually have to spend money to start a VA business. I think that's, what's really cool. Whereas a lot of other businesses, this is part of why it's so accessible. You know, there's like large startup costs and all that kind of stuff. Like you don't, I mean, I didn't start by investing anything. If yeah. you want, of course I can support you on this journey, but like, you don't need, you don't actually need me. <laughs> you, I want you to want me, not need me. Right. Yeah. Um, so you can go follow me on Instagram. My handle is at Sarah, S-A-R-A underscore wiles w-i-l-e-s if you go to my website um or actually just go to instagram click the link in my bio i have a free training on like what on god's green earth is a virtual assistant and like tell me more about this thing uh because that's a question so it's called the va starter kit and you can download that well and, and i think what's so great is 
I wish there were more part-time opportunities for women specifically so that you could have more of both. You could have a fulfilling career and you can have a family and you don't feel like you're being pulled into opposite directions all the time. But it sounds like this would be a really great way to find that balance. Most folks work part-time and, Mm -hmm. you know, replace corporate salaries, if not more, if they want to, right? And some folks don't want to, and that's totally fine, but it's really, you know, up to your decision, how far you want to take it, what you want to do with it. You can upskill yourself and steadily start increasing your hourly rates. It's a very scalable business. So, I mean, I know what's possible, but I want to confirm (laughs) someone could leave corporate America and they could start doing this. I'm not saying it's going to happen overnight, but they could replace their income. I did it in my first year. So yep. I replaced my corporate salary my first year. We have lots of folks that do that too. And I did it on part-time hours. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's a whole other way, you guys. A whole new world. Whole <laughs> I mean, you have to work for it, right? It's not like, oh, yeah. it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. You do have to put it in the work. You've got to learn. You're going to get super uncomfortable because you probably haven't had to promote yourself on social media before or sell or learn how to run a discovery call, you know, all of these things. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to put in the work, but if you're willing to put in the work, it's very accessible. That's so true. I mean, and I think back to when I started my business that it was, you know, it was before everyone moved into online this year or in 2020. You, you said you were 2017? Uh, 2016 is when I actually started. Okay, cool. Yeah. I was 2017. So we're like, um, yeah. So, you know, when things were just, yeah. and, um, there were a, there was a solid group of people who started with my business coach and I look around now and there's, Two of us, maybe really? three that are still doing the thing. Really? Yeah. But it's because, I mean, you just have to keep going. You just have to keep one thing. I think that in that way, social media does us such a disservice because we so often only see the wins and we don't see people fall flat on their face. And yeah. I try to tell my clients, you know, privately, but I'm also trying to share a lot more of this publicly as well. Um, I fall flat on my face all the time. Like I launch things that I think are going to be the best thing, the best idea ever. And then I do it and I'm like, well, that was dumb and nobody showed up for that. Um, right. And I think like, I think that's where people don't realize um, just how normal it is to not have everything go your way in business. And, you know, not saying that those people did anything wrong by backing out at all, but I think sometimes people don't realize that you're just going to fail and you're going to fall on your face and you're, and you're like, that is going to happen on your journey to success. Um, and I think folks don't realize that I was just reading something that was saying like, it it was a reel and it said like, Oh, ha ha ha. You thought your funnel was going to work the first time you launched it without having to actually right? But like, that's what people think. They're like, Oh, you just do the thing and it's done. And you're like, no, 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 no. It like takes tweaking and continual work here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yeah. Another book. That's a really great read. It's called the infinite game by Simon Sinek. Yes. So good. And so those of you who are listening, I mean, to me, I love referencing this book when it comes to people thinking about their goals long-term, but also in business, you don't win business. You, you, the way you win is by you keep on going. Same thing with health and nutrition. you got to keep on going. So as long as you can stay in the game, which it, you have to have something sustainable to stay in the game, you win. Yeah. yeah. That's so true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I had another question for you about that. Oh, it will come to me. 
So, um, what was I going to say? Oh, so what I love about this conversation is we don't always know what we're doing. <laughs> we often don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we often don't know. And it's so funny because, you know, this year I've grown my team significantly. Yeah. Everyone wants to know, like, so what's this? I'm like, I don't know. I just need you to know that it's going to be good. Trust me. I can't tell you a lot right now because I don't know, but I'll figure it out. (laughs) But that's all of it. Like that's the whole game. And it's so funny because I think sometimes we like make ourselves wrong as entrepreneurs or solopreneurs. Right. And we're like, oh, we should have it more figured out or we should have the process better in place or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, My husband works for a corporation. It's the same. <laughs> like, like, I don't care what level you're at. You're just always figuring things out as you go and you can prep and prepare as much as possible, but like, you're just never going to have it perfect. And that's okay. No. You just, you don't know until you try something and the funnel doesn't work. And so you try a different thing with the funnel or whatever. Yeah. Just don't know. What does your husband do? Oh, he is a manufacturer's rep. So it's hard oh, to describe. Cool. So yeah, he works for a, a small shop and it's, plumbing and like HVAC supplies. So he's essentially sales. He used to work for a huge company. Now he works for a small company. My husband's in HVAC. So they like have crossover there. We can talk about that offline. (laughs) It's so crazy. Um, And, you know, I think him seeing me, what I do has inspired him because he was at this huge corporation, old school. You're either a lifer or you're not. And when he saw the freedom that I was able to have, I think he realized there's got to be another way there's and mm-hmm. you know it's it's only been better since he's made his transition that's for oh, sure good for him yeah there is a podcast episode I don't know if you listen to Glennon Doyle's podcast we can do hard things oh you like Glennon I love Glennon I didn't realize she had a podcast I don't it's think it's new it's new so she you're gonna laugh she has a whole episode I think it's episode three on fun and Abby is on there talking about how she has so much fun and it pisses Glennon off so much. That's me and Pat. That's me and my husband. Okay. So then, excuse me, you guys are going to, you are going to, you guys should listen to it together. You are going to laugh so hard because it's Glennon and her sister. And they're just talking about how they are not wired for hobbies or fun. And they like, don't get the point. And Abby's like, I don't understand you people. Like, why can you not take a nap at noon or like go play a game of golf for no reason? It's so funny. But it's this same conversation around like, again, women in air quotes, generality there, like women are in general, really bad at doing stuff for no reason, right? Like not for productivity, not for outcome, just so you can get out of your own head and enjoy something. Just for pleasure. Pleasure. Yep. I had this, um, you must check out Dr. Jordan Wiggins. She came on my podcast. She now has her own podcast. She's a pleasure doctor. Um, but this is the huge thing. And she referenced burnout in her book that she wrote, The Pink Canary. <laughs> it was like, again, divine timing. And that's right. We have such a hard time doing things just for fun or just for pleasure. Or as women, it's we're creating this reality for ourselves. Uh, I used to be awful at it. I'm so much better now. So much better now. But four years ago, I was like, if I have time, I damn well better be sure using it to be productive. Yeah this is so great. Is your husband the same way? Are you team fun and he's team structure or like must do things? We're kind of the same, which is really interesting. But I think just like he is a little bit better at like taking a Friday off. We live near the water. So like he'll take a Friday off and go pick our son up early from school and like go get on the water with him. Um, 
Whereas like, I'm not as spontaneous. I'm like, it has to be planned that I will have the fun at this time. Yeah. I, the, the fun must be planned. I know. Pat will do the same thing. <laughs> It'll be like five or like three o'clock on Saturday. I'm like, or Friday, three o'clock on Friday. I'm like, um, is it like a half day for you or what, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah. yeah. Why are you home right now? Because I'm still in work mode. Yeah, no, everything <laughs> is, everything is planned. The fun is even planned. It's fine. We're fine. Don't worry. We're about fine. Us. I cannot wait to listen to that episode. Was it recent? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I was finishing it today. Yep. Oh my gosh. So good. Well, this has been awesome, Sarah. I, I think I'm going to have a lot of women check you out just to look at a different avenue. Mm-hmm. There's other ways. There's so many other ways. And listen, like there, there are other ways besides virtual assisting too, but I think it's a really easy entry point for folks mm-hmm. um, because so many women have some sort of transferable skills into the space, whether they've been a teacher or an administrative assistant, or like, I mean, you just like, can't give me a job you had that I can't show you transferable skills to this space. 100%. Like a jumping off point for a lot of people too. So they might start as virtual assistants and then, you know, become health coaches or, or something else, but it's like a really beautiful entry point too. Well, and I think too, um, having those multiple streams of revenue. So maybe you're a virtual assistant and then maybe you also have a beauty counter business like I do. And then maybe you have, um, and you put all those things together. Hello. You have a very successful business. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Do you have anything like that anymore? Like, do you have, you've got your three branches that take up all your time. I've got the three branches and then I have, um, a second business. (laughs) I have a podcast with my best friend and we used to host women's mindset retreats. Um, and then those stopped last year, of course, because of COVID. So yeah, I have a secondary business as well. Are you going to do those retreats again? Yeah, I think we'll do them again. We'll probably take the rest of this year off and, and restart next year, but you know, it's a, everything is divine timing, right? But we're like, we want to ramp these up. We want to make these because they used to be, and they're beautiful, but like so heavily mindset focused. And we're like, we want to pamper our people a little bit more. We want to like really pour into them more. Yes, we want the mindset piece. Yes, we want to give you space to do the stuff that you're usually not doing and thinking about. Yeah. But we also want to make it more of an experience than it was. So we'll probably and I think, and people are going to be ready for it. Everything I've seen, people just want to connect and- um, yeah, and get out. Yeah, get out. <laughs> Let me out. <laughs> Let me out. Well, at least yeah. you live in Florida. I mean, yeah, it was it's a lot easier for us here. We could always be outside. We were always outside. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for your time, Sarah. This has been so great. And it's so fun to talk to you in, in person, mm-hmm. air quotes, in person. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I'm so excited to just keep cheering you on. Honestly. I was trying to think about how I found you, how we found each other. I don't know, but I feel like I found you on a reel or something. Like I was scrolling through and I was like, oh, she's so funny. I like her. <laughs> I love those. And then reels. we just like started chatting back and forth. I tell you what, and that's one of those things too. You have to do them. Like you have to do the reels. <laughs> I know. Have you seen the one where <laughs> it's that song? You look so dumb right now. And it's like what, what my husband says when I'm recording the reels. Yes, I love that one. Yes, I love, I love that. that one. It's fine. I just keep saying you can teach an old dog new tricks, and I'm <laughs> every time I make a reel, Sarah, I'm like, I can't believe this is my job. It's my like I literally said to somebody yesterday, like I'm now an amateur video editor, so that's on my resume. Can you believe this? Is I mean, take a second. Like this is the this is your life. Yeah, isn't it yeah. amazing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's wild. It's absolutely wild.
Yeah, I was um, reading someone else's post the other day. I think it was Jill Fit, and she was talking about twenty-five-year-old me would not. Oh my gosh! Leave twenty-five-year-old Kylie. This was no. This is not on the radar. Mm-mm. Ever. Here we are. Here we are. Thank God. <laughs> Making reels, being ridiculous, making <laughs> <Loving the> things. <laughs> oh my God, it's wild. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for your thank time. You. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. Hopefully you can have some fun. Thank you. You too. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you again for tuning in to today's episode of Here's the Deal. If you enjoyed this show, please share it out to your friends so we can empower as many people as possible to take control of their lives so they feel their best and they look their best. You can always connect with me on Instagram. My handle is Kylie Fit Yoga. And if you want to learn more about the eight-week program that I have, Lift to Get Lean, check out lifttogetleanwithkylie.com and that is the program where me and my team of coaches help people learn how to track their macros, understand the importance of macronutrient tracking. We give you strength training workouts and the biggest piece of the program is the mindset coaching of it. As you know, nothing changes if you don't change your thoughts. So I look forward to connecting with you in any and all ways. Again, we appreciate your support. Welcome back to Here's the Deal with Kylie. I am your host, Kylie Larson, and today I am joined by fellow nutrition coach, David Mathis. David is a coach on Team BioLane, the team ran by Lane Norton, who has been my long-term nutrition coach, and I refer to Lane as the grandfather of reverse dieting. So you can imagine that in this podcast, David and I talk in depth about reverse dieting, which I'm going to come back to in a second, but the beginning of this podcast starts with him, David, telling us his story about his eating disorder. So we talk about mental health. You guys know we talk a lot about mental health on the podcast. He talks about his experience with the eating disorder. And yes, men deal with eating disorders just like women do. So it's not like this mental health disorder, you know, doesn't affect everyone. It absolutely does. We have that discussion of How do you know if you are in a position to where you need therapy or you need nutrition coaching? So we describe the differences between the two and help you see, okay, do I need a coach or a therapist? Chances are you need both. (laughs) You know me, I think you need both. Now, after David gets really vulnerable with us, I am so grateful for his ability to be open and, and express what that time was like. You pretty much get a coaching session We talk about what works for you, why you need to reverse diet, how does your body work, and why that first reverse diet can be a little bit challenging, but because he educates you as to what is going on with your body, you're going to be more likely to buy in and go through the process, remembering that you want long-term success. You're not just focused on the short-term 
So David offers up several helpful analogies. You are going to feel so informed after listening to this episode. Make sure you give David a follow on social media. I've got his links all posted in the show notes. It's Coach David Mathis. Enjoy the show.